Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona and this uh, late summer, um, early fall, is just stunning. It cools down at night. You can already sense the days are getting shorter. In fact, you, you morning folks, it's, it's kind of disappointing for us. Morning light is you, it's getting shorter and shorter. So, uh, but it's nice and cool. Your plants are loving this too. So I've got a wildflower, uh, wildflower patch in my office or in my outside my office looking out in fact right now the studio windows i'm looking out to this beautiful wildflower patch it's quite large we're not talking like 10 square feet we're talking an entire backyard birds and butterflies and and to watch the seasonality change of this flower garden these are perennials they come back every year they reseed they they just it's wild and beautiful and all of these summer and fall flowers are starting to show up already at the garden center. We've seen our first crop came in just this week of mums or chrysanthemums. That's totally a fall crop. You can't find a mum to save you in the spring of the year. They're just green blobs in a bucket. No one wants those. Not when you can get gallardias and, and uh, uh, pinstamens and all these other great spring bloomers. But right now it's the fall bloomers and moms they'll start blooming now and they'll stay in bloom until we get a hard hard freeze usually close to thanksgiving or so so it's a very long bloom cycle you're seeing your tomatoes my tomatoes they're ripening you can almost watch them grow by the day setting fruits they've been just kind of green not producing all of a sudden there's tomatoes everywhere oh my goodness just like that so a little moisture some humidity cooler evenings and that is what makes plants grow so well in the mountains of arizona they've been waiting for this so i often tell folks in my newcomers class um, june june is your hardest gardening month in the mountains of arizona the reason being it's summer it's the hottest temperatures. It's well into the 90s. It's no humidity. It's like 10% humidity or, or less. I think that's only because the scale only goes down to 10 and the needle can't go below 10. It can't measure anything less, less humidity than that. So plants, that's hard on things. You've got this prevailing southwest wind. It just blows nonstop. Day and night blows dry, arid wind on foliage. It's brand new. It just came out in March and in, in uh, April, May, pretty much. And so you get this tender new foliage on your aspens and your, your maples and your apples and your peaches. Brand new foliage on those butterfly bush and lilacs. And that's, they're, they're more sensitive. Your, your spruce are just starting to emerge. Brand new candle growth. And they're growing fast. They've been waiting all winter to elongate and show off. It's got this tender new growth. And they can succumb to They get dry easily. And so this time of year, it's humid. There isn't any prevailing southwest wind. The ground, generally speaking, is moist. It's very, I was just planting uh, three butterfly bush in my own backyard at home. 
and boy, it's like digging butter. It was so, so nice. The ground was moist. It wasn't many, and many times I've had to take a pick or a digging bars, just watch it barely go into the ground because it's so dry and crusty. Right now, no pick needed, just as long as you don't hit a rock. No pick needed, just goes right in and easier to dig things. And so, wow, it's a good time. This is also why it's such a good time to plant trees, especially fruit trees and shade trees. In fact, if, if you're thinking of planting trees, let's say you've got a brand new lot, or, or let's say one of your trees faded, that drought from last year got to it, and it's just ugly or dead, it's a good time to, to, to cut that thing down, clear it out, and plant a new one uh, because it will root out very fast right now. Things are actively growing, not just on the top growth. You're seeing new leaves come out, but what happens underground is even more, it's even better. So brand new tendrils, uh, brand new soft white, it's almost like hair roots growing out into the surrounding soil. So you can get an extra foot, foot and a half of root growth just by planting a new tree right now. It's a game changer uh, for next spring's growth. So if it will literally, you plant a tree in the ground, let's uh, let's say you put in a new cherry tree or new butterfly bush or lilac, whatever. You put it into the ground, it will root out, and it will continue to do that to the end of the year. Then it will start to set buds, usually flower or leaf buds. It'll set both depending on what the plant is. And so if you're planting, uh, let's say, boxwood, mainly a boxwood is a leafy green shrub with waxy green leaves. Deer don't eat it. Javelina don't bother it. It's great, kind of chest-high evergreen shrub from the end of the year through about march it just sets literally hundreds of leaf buds and so it'll root through the end of the year then it sets hundreds of leaf buds and then it just explodes with new growth next spring whereas if you're to wait to plant that till next let's say march or april yes it would it would actually form some more leaves but there's not as much root mass to support that. So you don't get as much. By planting it now, you get more roots, which makes it hardier for next June's hot, dry month uh, season. So that month, June is the hardest month to grow things. And then it just expands from there. You'll take a, a shade tree, let's say a, a birch or a, a Bradford pear, elms, zircovas. There's all kinds of great, hardy shade trees for here if you got a back patio that's just blistering hot don't wait to plant that next summer plant it now so you get time to to get this thing three times the size next year when it's hot and dry for next june's hot dry dry months so it's a strategy when can you put things in to get the most benefit so you're not working against the environment you're working with the environment. And in the mountains of Arizona, really whenever those monsoon rains hit, typically July 4th through October is kind of a sweet spot. It's just kind of like the ideal time. It's also the only time you'll find certain kinds of plants. Let's say your, your summer, let's say mums, I mentioned that. We got mums in, echinaceas, uh, uh, gallardias. There's all these summer asters, uh, flocks, there's all these great summer flowers, bright colors, huge, brand new introductions. You've never seen it before. They just landed, they just started to be harvested, harvested now, and showed because they show off now through through fall. So basically through November or so, through at least Halloween. Then we'll start to see some light frost. And many times we call it an Indian summer. 
it, it, it gets a little chilly and then it warms right back up. That's the way it'll do it through, through Thanksgiving at least, so plants continue to grow. It's a good time to plant. If you're new, the desert folks don't understand this. They're thinking, oh, it's too hot. We can't plant until December or the first of the year. No, there's actually a better time in the mountains because we don't get that hot. Or the Midwest folks go, oh, no, it's, it'll get so cold, the plants will, will shut down. Well, we don't get that cold. That's why we live here. We, we moved out of Wisconsin and Minnesota and Michigan, and we moved down to God's country. So, we, so plants continue to grow. If you're planting now, which is great, just make sure, here's the insider tip, make sure you're watering your plants right through winter. So you will start to shut off our irrigation starting in November sometime. So we've got quite a ways to go yet. Just giving you a forethought, just helping you think through your the, the care and health of those new plants you're putting in right now. It, it, starting November, start watering those trees and shrubs a couple times a month. Give them a deep soak. If your irrigation's off, go up by hand. Just water them a good, get, pick a nice day in January. There's always several nice weeks that we have. No matter what the temperature is, it's going to be bright and sunny. Yeah, we might have to put a light vest on, break out the hose and go water. Then we go water a couple times a month. And that will ensure those new root hairs that were formed, continue. they don't dry up. They continue to stay vibrant and young and they, they will ignite with new growth. You'll get more leaf and flower buds coming out uh, ne next spring. Got a lot in store for you. We got Lisa Waters Lane coming in right after these important messages. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion Plants for August are Radio Red Salvias, Butterfly Bush, and Trumpeting Vine. Large clusters of red and orange flowers create a dramatic show all season long with Waters Trumpet Vine. This vigorous vine thrives in heat and blooms profusely with neglect. Quickly covers large areas as a ground cover, spilling over retaining walls, screening a fence, or cloaking arbors. Guaranteed to attract more hummingbirds and only found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Hi, Kenneth Waters with our Monster Monsoon Sale, our only sale of the year. Truckloads of fresh autumn maple, aspen, and spruce have just arrived, and we need room, so summer plants must go. Perennials, trees, shrubs, even pottery must go, and it's worth your while with plant sales at 25, 45, even 65% off. It's Water's only sale of the year at Water's Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love great plants at sale prices, they love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, so we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors? What's happening in other gardens and it's probably going to migrate over. It's either in your yard, you just don't know it yet, or it's about to be there. It's worthy of sharing that uh, just from your neighbors. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be back. Sorry. Had to step up to the microphone. I'm yeah, there you go. I love <laughs> it when you're just stepping back and admiring me on yes. the microphones, yes. over the airwaves. Usually I'm just waiting for a chance to, to talk. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, there you. That sounds like me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it, anyway, this is uh, gardening just yeah. in northern Arizona. That's mm-hmm. broadcast from Kingman to the White Mountains, Flagstaff, all the way down to Sedona, and and wow. uh, uh, obviously Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino Valley. But uh, and all of us are the same gardens. So mm-hmm. yeah, grasshoppers might hit Prescott Valley first, and they're bigger. But the ones up in Ash Fork and Seligman are smaller and more more of them. So it's just it, it's just a matter of time before they hit us all. So right. uh, what's going on out in the gardens? Well, lots of stuff going on out in the gardens. So Aileen has a question. She has little elms coming up all over her yeah. yard. Yeah. Um, and she wants to know what's the best way to get rid of those, and is there a way to prevent them? So elm trees. So so. So downtown Prescott has good elms. Those are Princeton elms or American elms. Mm -hmm. Uh, So those don't tend to throw off seed. They don't sucker as much. But there's a Siberian or Chinese elm that is very weedy. It's not native to here. It came from, obviously, Asia, came over this way. And then a seed found its way, and now it's taken over the West. And you don't want this particular tree in your yard because there's a bug called elm leaf leaf skeletonizer that loves to strip the foliage off the tree, makes it look terrible. The the tree throws off a seed, a little uh, like a dime-sized seed Mm -hmm. that flies all over the neighborhood. And it will come up, which is what Aileen is. Was it Aileen? Aileen. Aileen is is coming up in the yard. And then they tend to sucker. they're, They're just... They're more work than they're worth. If there's 10 diseases this tree can get in a neighborhood, it'll find a way to get 11. I mean, it just, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we sell elm trees here where we've bred all those issues out of the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some better choices. Don't plant that one, Chinese or Siberian elms. So, but she's got it. There's a problem. What do we do with it? So here's how you deal with it. So there's a... If you catch them while they're small, so the rain has got every seed germinating 100% <laughs> everywhere. Stuff you didn't even know no. you had. Yeah, it's just bad. So there you got a spot treat with, mm-hmm. I would say use decimate. It's a liquid uh, weed killer. And if you catch them when they're small, highly effective. Mm-hmm. If they get larger, or if you've got a big trunk growing up through your fence, and it's just mm-hmm. like knocking over the fence, and you need to get rid of this thing, there... We need to up the game. So there they make a product called Brush and Stump Killer. It's also a liquid, but it's like Roundup on steroids. And so you, you cut off this major trunk or cut off the stem of this thing and then paint it on that trunk full strength. The plant will actually absorb it and it takes out the root structure without killing the soil. Mm-hmm. So that's your secret. Um, if you could have, or what I would recommend, because you're obviously in elm country. You're going to have this every year. Mm-hmm. I would put down in those spots where you've got lots of elm trees or lots of weeds coming up. I would put weed and grass stopper. Mm-hmm. It's a granular you put on the ground and it creates a barrier so that those seed can't, they can't put a taproot. They can't get started. And so I would kill off right now because probably without seeing details, I'm kind of guesstimating what I'm seeing in other yards or our own yard. I'm guessing they're small. Hit them with decimate. It's a liquid. Put a pump-up sprayer. Just hit them and you know watch them die. And then I would go over right afterwards, at almost at the same time, 
with weed and grass stopper. And that will prevent things from coming at you more because we're not done. We've got another month and a half of mm -hmm. heavy, fast growing season for your, for your gardens right. and for weeds. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how you go after weed and grass stopper decimate. Take it all out. Yeah. Okay. Next question is from Shelly. She's, uh, she's read part of her garden, her vegetable garden. She's getting it ready for fall crops. So lettuce, spinach, that type of thing. She wants to know, should she add more mulch and manure into those empty beds to get them ready? Yeah. I, so you always want to add some freshness. So if you heavily planted last April, May, those are all the summer crops, mm -hmm. tomatoes, peppers, squash, all those. And they are starting to fade. Some are like our tomatoes are going nuts. I mean, they're so big and heavily laden with tomatoes. Mm -hmm. They're falling over. They're just aggressively growing. They're loving this rain. So, but as things fade or let's say they got powdery mildew and you don't want to fight it anymore, pull them out and you can free up space for, for your fall and winter crops. These are broccoli. These are things that you're harvesting the foliage or the flower, like mm -hmm. broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, lettuce, spinach, kale. kale. I mean, there's so many that Cabbages. do do really well. Mm -hmm. um, free up some space. What I try to do is when I'm digging that plant up, getting some space, I try to get some of that soil underneath it so I can pull it, pull it off to the side so I can add some freshness. Mm -hmm. Those plants actually use up the nutrients uh, the beneficials in the soil and your soil can quickly become less productive, less mm -hmm. vigor, less. So you want to add some freshness. Yes. Um, you might even want to add a little manure kind of, if you got, if you're clearing out an entire row of beans and you're about to put your peas in, I would pull all the, pe the beans out that you've kind of harvested already. Mm -hmm. I would add some manure in there and just let it sit for maybe the next rainstorm, which is like tonight. And then I'd start plugging my beans in, or my peas in and mm -hmm. they'll just come up right away. And peas you can harvest into November. Yeah. So lots of good choices. We really have three seasons here. Spring, which is March, April, first part of May. It's still chilly, still frosty. This is where your leafy things, mm -hmm. your spinach, what we were just talking about. Then it's your summer crops, your tomatoes. Think you're harvesting the fruit. That's uh, pumpkins and tomatoes and cucumbers, eggplants. They love the summer. And so, and then we've got another fall season, another spring season in the fall because we're so mild. Right. You can, you can almost harvest 10 months out of the year mm -hmm. at any of the elevations that we're at. So yeah. really good choice okay. for planting. Yep. All right. Next question is from Jonathan out in Chino wants to know, how can you tell if your apples and pears are ready to pick? And then also is, can you pick them early? and store them to protect them from birds and that type of thing. Yeah. So yes, you can do all that, but, uh, but the best flavor comes when you leave it that last week on the vine, you just, that that's when all the sugars, the carbohydrates really load up on the fruit. The reason you're growing backyard fruit is so you can have the best tasting. Mm -hmm. And so if you pick them early and ripen them in your root cellar or whatever, well, that's what the grocery stores do while they're shipping them 2000 miles across <laughs> the country to your grocery store. Yeah. And you, yes, you can do that, but they'll taste better mm -hmm. if you let them ripen on the tree. Here's a little tricks with that. Um, don't let the birds get to them. <laughs> I mean, don't let the birds eat them. And, um, some folks have said uh, like red apples hang a red Christmas ornament huh? in the trees. Takes them out. If they start pecking on it, going, these apples are terrible. <laughs> and they, you trick them into not wanting to do yeah. that. I don't know how many it takes for a really big tree, but a smaller tree, not so much. Bird tape. 
yeah. works really, really effective. It's this mm -hmm. glimmering red to, to silver tape that kind of spooks them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's some tricks to that. Yeah. Uh, what was his other question? Oh, can how, I... can you, how do you tell if it is ripe? So oh. when do you start harvesting? Yeah, pick one off and try it. <laughs> if it tastes good, it's ready. If it doesn't, uh, not quite ready. More than likely your apples and pears, really. They're, they're more uh, late, late summer fall crops. You, they, they fake you out. They tease you yeah. to wanting to pick one, but leave them on the vine, on the tree till later, mm -hmm. probably. Uh, but we are starting to see some of the earliest apples come off the trees yeah. now, and they'll continue depending on what variety. So like Granny Smith's are some of the last, mm -hmm. you'll be picking those well into October. Right. So it just depends on the variety. But okay. pick one off, try one. Uh, if you see any spotting or any kind of dot on that, that, that apple or pear, mm -hmm. don't bite into it. Cut it with a knife because it might be a worm inside. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good advice. <laughs> Good questions this week. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Prescythia already flowered? Hylacs languishing in the heat? Spring bloomers already pooped? Butterfly bushes are going strong and rebloom all summer long. Pollinators like butterflies and hummingbirds love butterfly bush for their fantastic fragrance and bright summer colors. These tough head high beauties love summer sun and bloom nonstop. Fresh new plants just arrived at the place where people who love butterflies and butterfly bushes, they love to shop. Waters Garden Center in Prescott. This is Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center, and we're here at the Garden Center floor asking customers, why do you garden? Very relaxing and interesting and I love watching the hummingbirds in the summer. And why do you like shopping at Waters Garden Center? There's so much variety, lot of choice and everybody knows everything about the stuff they sell which is very good. Waters Garden Center helping people reconnect at 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So customers are coming in with bug questions leaf spot questions some things to watch here's what we're seeing there's a theme a definite theme happening here at least in prescott at waters garden center we're kind of noted as the plant experts and so people bring in baggies of their plants from tomatoes to aspens to lilacs to butterfly bush and everything in between and and a couple things that we're, we're noticing one leaf spot and so we are seeing a lot of if you see a leaf it's starting to yellow especially let's say tomatoes towards the bottom of the plant or or flowers towards the inside of the plant or a big shrub towards the inside trunk area you're seeing yellow leaves and sometimes you'll see some black spotting or a brown tip or a black tip on the, on the foliage those are leaf spots that's basically if you think about it it's like athlete's foot only of the foliage you've got gross stuff, bacterium, eating the sugars within the foliage of that plant, eating it alive. And so the plant tries to cover that just by going, okay, I'm having issues. Just shed that leaf, drop it off, try to get rid of it, drop it and form a, a new one, a fresh new one. 
So leaf spot's very difficult, and here's why it caused, why it seems to happen for this time of year going through autumn. Uh, it's the summer rains. It's been moist. Uh, and if you're watering incorrectly, it just compounds. and It's hard to get, get ahead of this thing. And so you really want to water your plants in the morning. Allow those plants to dry out. It's super important. It's hard when we get afternoon rains. So there's nothing you can do about that. But every other day, what does that happen? Once or twice a week, maybe. And so every other day, water early morning. Hydrate those plants. Let them so they go through the heat of the day better. And then they're able to dry out because a moist plant when it's this warm at night, it's like the perfect growing environment for it's like taking your foot and soaking it in a tub of water and just, you know, three days later, what's your foot going to look like? Oh, wrinkled and shriveled and skin falling off. Leaves are the same way. If they stay moist like that, they'll shrivel up, turn yellow, get spot and drop off. So the plant will try to recover and get ahead of it. Well, if you see that, pick those leaves off. Don't, don't leave them on there. Get them into your, don't even compost them. Get them off your property. Throw them in the trash can, the burn pile. Get them out of there because that disease, that spore could be pecked around by birds and then picked up on their feet and then it just spreads throughout the yard so easily. Powdery mildew, this white coating on the foliage uh, just suffocates the plant as, the, as this powdery mildew sucks the sugar, sucks, it just sucks the living life out of that plant. What do you do? Pick those things off and then spray with Revitalize. Revitalize is a, it's an organic leaf spot, leaf disease control. So it doesn't kill bugs. Bugs are different. Insecticides and then there's fungicides. Two totally different types of products. Your insecticides kill bugs from tiny ones to big ones. Sometimes they're organic and they're real specialized. Sometimes they're, they're like lethal toxins in a bottle and they kill everything. Puppy dogs, birds, plants. I mean, you kill everything. So you got to be careful. You, have a, you got to be smart with what you're, what you're spraying out there in your yard. Some of them can even harm you as you're spraying that. The overspray gets in you and it can cause cancer stuff. We don't sell those kinds of things here at Waters Garden Center. Because quite frankly, I don't want to deal with it. I don't, if anyone's going to get disease, cancer, it's going to be the owner of the garden center. I've been doing this for 30 years. And who's, what's the likelihood I'll come up with something? I'm going to, I'm going to sell things I, I enjoy using, promoting, selling to others, because it's safer for me and for you and your pets and your birds. But anyway, that, I go off on a side tangent. A revitalize, organic, bug, kind of spot, leaf spot, powdery mildew control. Insects, you'll find kind of two different types of insect controls. Really, there's, there's ready to use, it's a trigger sprayer, small, usually it's a quart bottle with a, like a Windex bottle kind of thing. You spritz it on like house plants. That's not very effective for larger landscapes. So then they've got ready to spray or concentrates. Ready to spray, it's got a fancy sprayer head. And so typically it's a quart size, but it's super concentrated. So you attach your hose to the end of this sprayer, turn it on, and it just automatically mixes the bug killer. So grasshoppers, we like Sayonara. Sayonara is a very effective bug killer that's relatively safe. Use it with common sense, but way safer than malathion and some of these other heavy-duty imidacloprin, all these heavy, dangerous chemicals. And so they'll kill anything that you spray, including your husband, your dogs. Just 
But sayonara is much safer. I keep my pets out of that area until it's dry. Then I let them go out and I don't have to worry about them. I don't have to worry about, I spray in the morning. So most of your beneficials are, are less active. It's less windy. So I get, don't get overspray. But sayonara has a ready to spray. Just put your hose on the end, turn it on. So you don't need fancy hardware or sprayers. It's a little more expensive per gallon sprayed, but very easy to use. Then you've got concentrates. Concentrates are even more concentrated than the ready to sprays or the ready to use. Now these are the most economical. So if you've got big properties or a lot of bugs or you need to spray like every week, go with concentrates. And they've got a fancy hose-in sprayer that you put this concentrate into that has a water go through it and then dissipates or, or mixes it at the right radio ratio. So ready to use trigger sprayer like a Windex bottle, ready to spray. Hardware's already there. You touch your hose and it just automatically mixes it. Easy to use. Then concentrates. And we can set up a sprayer. If you, if you have big properties, we can help you. I can, I can, I've pre-adjusted sprayers for folks. And here, just fill this up, put it in your hose, and it goes. That's how you kill bugs and what to look for. Be right back after this. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. Waters Garden Companion Plants for August are Radio Red Salvias, Trumpeting Vine, and Butterfly Bush. Monarch and Swallowtail Butterflies flock to Waters Butterfly Bush with spectacular 8-inch flowers filling the yard with fragrance and beauty. Heat, drought, wind only make this shrub bloom more. Tough enough to grow in clay, but hardy enough to shine in containers. With so many colors to choose, every yard should have at least two. You'll only find impressive butterfly bush at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. We are back with my favorite gal in all the world. Been married 34 spectacular, mostly spectacular <laughs> years, I would say. Couple rough spots, but that's every new couple gets together. And, you know, that first kid, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Second kid, you're going, hey, we got this. And then twins hit, and you're going, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Four kids all together. Mm -hmm. And uh, four of them are working in the garden center. So mm -hmm. uh, one's brought a husband in. Yep. So a son-in-law and three daughters working here in the garden center. And our son is in the army. So he's off. He just has a, a new assignment at Fort Hood. You folks in the military, you know, army specifically, you know where that is. He's a uh, physician's assistant and married a super bright, super, just perfect gal for him. Uh, we, we love to death and three grandkids. So mm -hmm. that's kind of our family in a nutshell. And we like to garden together. Okay. Is that for an intro? Lisa Waters Lane. Here that you go. It was long. It was a long intro. Was, I don't know. 90, not even 90 seconds. Oh, I guess. Not even. It just felt long. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
yeah, but the audience is mesmerized. Sure they're not they going are. anywhere now. <laughs> Maybe they've they, already it's too late. Out. They've already gone. Yeah, <laughs> they are gone, gone, gone. Okay, so this is all for you. What, what's what's on your mind? What what do you see? What's gardening in your garden world? So what in my garden world, what I'm thinking about doing is I'm getting ready for my fall veggies. Yeah. So we've, we've been doing the tomatoes, the peppers, the cucumbers, the zucchinis. And some of that stuff has kind of petered out there. It's starting like done. It's kind of yeah. starting to go. Yeah, no, I think I'm done. Or we've had some losses because we've been away. So never don't tell people that we we're the ultimate gardeners. We never have mistakes or losses. Oh, okay, That's not sure. true. <laughs> you should own a garden center. You can kill more more plants than anyone. Oh, we do. <laughs> so it's and we're kind of in that transitioning period. I mean, it's not like you're gonna be planting more tomatoes or yeah, any of no. that kind of stuff. So it's that transition time, and we're very lucky here that we can have a second crop of, of the leafy vegetables. So the lettuce, cauliflower, all those kind of things can go in now. Um, you know, so it's it's a, a good transition time. We're starting to cool down. It doesn't feel like it today, but we are starting this to This morning cool down. was beautiful. The mm -hmm. day, you can tell morning's getting shorter. Oh, yeah. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Indian summers. It's, it's summer still for another what, three weeks? Something oh, like that? I guess so. So you're a fall gal. My goodness. <laughs> fall is the best time in the mountains of Arizona. It it's is. spectacular. It's so it, it's a good time to start thinking about some of those fall fall veggies. And the great thing I like about them, especially things like the lettuce and the kale, you can sneak them in amongst your tomatoes and your peppers and the things that you have growing right now. Because they don't, they like a little bit of shade while it's still it's this true. warm. So kind of sneaking them in um, gives them time to get started and rooted in while the soils are still nice and warm uh, so that you can have a really great fall fall vegetable garden. So I gather you've had the fall crops come in. So you're starting to see, see that. Yes. So I saw moms on the, on our Facebook page. So they're mm -hmm. coming in and I'm sure all the others, you don't put on Instagram, your lettuce crop. There, <laughs> there's no flower to them. And some of them are pretty colors. You got some reds, yeah. but basically yeah, it's lettuce. It's a leaf. It sure is tasty. It is very tasty. Well, why not? Maybe we should. I don't know. Well, you talk about pretty thing. I, I think the Swiss chard uh, That's a good point. is actually yeah. beautiful and it performs so wonderfully in containers and in the ground. Um, so using it in amongst with your mums, with your pansies, with your violas, why not? You know, my favorite fall crop foliage edible kale. Yes. Edible kale, not, not mm -hmm. ornamental. Edible kale mm -hmm. is pretty. Yeah. dark, rich, thick, green, filled with iron, just mm -hmm. all this nutrient for you. And then it just grows all winter. I mean, you're mm -hmm. harvesting kale in December and January and February and March, and it grows even more in April. I think, I think that's why I like the fall veggies, yeah. especially the, the lettuces and the kales, because it's a continual harvest. True. It's not like, oh, I'm waiting for my tomatoes to come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you just start harvesting from it almost right away. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. There are some beautiful, there's some speckled lettuces. There's some red romains. Um, the Swiss chard that I've already mentioned is amazing. Um, a lot of the cabbages is just, they actually can be very pretty as well as something you can eat. And a lot of those you can't find in the grocery store. Or if you do, it's in the organic session and it's crazy expensive. Yeah. It's so easy to grow outside. I mean, it's just put them in, watch them grow all winter mm -hmm. long. 
That's that's that easy because we're mm -hmm. that mild. Yes, it gets right. cool. Actually, the flavor comes out when you get this lighter light frost. Right. You know, mm -hmm. in a month, month and a half, it's two months away from frost. But when, it, when that flavor actually gets better as it, it gets, gets cooler. cooler. Yeah. Yeah. So you can put them in now. You can almost start harvesting right away. Um, beets is another one. That we have here. Yeah. People don't think about it, but beets are the thing I like about beets is you can take the foliage, the green, great for the shakes if you're a shake person. Um, salads. Salads. Yeah. So even though you may not be harvesting that beet, you're you can start harvesting the greens from it right away. You can do carrots right now. Oh, yeah. It's a good time to put carrots in. Um, and then broccoli and cauliflower. You can start putting Brussels sprouts. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, there's a whole lot of seed crops and then and then leafy crops. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're harvesting the foliage or the flower, let's say broccoli, like the flower, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, or the foliage like spinach, lettuce, mm -hmm. kale, these are all things that do better. They 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 bolt on you in summer. They're not made to be planted in summer. Right. They get the flavor goes off. Mm -hmm. Yes, they'll grow, but they're just not. They don't taste good. That's cucumber season eggplant season, right. tomato season. Now mm -hmm. it's leafy season. So as something stop, stops producing that pumpkin and you finally got the pick off that pumpkin or squash just turning white with powdery mildew, <laughs> dig them up, plant in some better stuff. It's right. time you can do that. And it's uniquely the mountains of Arizona mm -hmm. really have a an extra season right. that most folks are not used to in other parts of the country because mm -hmm. we're so mild. Right. So get out in your garden and put some more stuff in. Get out in your garden. Get out in your garden. We also, a it's, bumper sticker. <laughs> we should. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, mums are starting to arrive, yeah. uh, which I love mums. They're such a great perennial for a year. Um, so you can use them in pots and decorate with them right now, then put them out in the perennial bed later if you want to. Um, you have a huge one by your office. It's, it's been there, what, it's three years something or something? Like that. Like that. It's, it's like three feet old. across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so good time to get your mums in. Also, you can put in Dusty Miller right now. That's another great one that's going to go, loves the cool season, takes our winters. Havelina won't bother won't that. Bother no matter what, rabbits mm -hmm. aren't going to bother Dusty Miller. Right. So that's a good time to put that in. Um, a lot of the dianthus are starting to good look idea. really good again, too. And there again, they go through, it's warm right now, but they go through the cool seasons um, and look terrific. So it's evergreen. A good time. I mean, virtually mm -hmm. most of the dianthus, mm -hmm. trying to think, most of them are, are evergreen. They've yeah. always got foliage mm -hmm. and they'll mostly have flowers, mm -hmm. either bud or bloom. Right. On those plants. Great I know we've got some of the Jolt series in right yeah, now, pretty. which, man, they're spectacular in bloom. They're just bright colors really pop out at you. So it's, it's you know, good time. Take a look at your, some of your pots. Maybe need some refreshing, some new stuff in them. It's also a really good time to start looking at grasses. A oh, lot of the ornamental grasses just look fabulous this time of year. Your mooly grasses, porcupine grass, your... Uh, fountain grasses, not the red fountain grass, people. It doesn't winter over here. Well, the others do. There's fountain grass. <laughs> so a huge a lot of others plants. do, but I always feel bad for curse. people that yeah. put in these red fountain grasses and they love yeah. them. They think they're beautiful. And I'm like, oh, sorry, but enjoy them for the season. Yeah. And then replant <laughs> them again next year. We'll have some for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So it's, it's, 
I love this kind of transition time of year because I love to, you know, when it's really still warm, you're like, man, I can't get rid of this yet. It still could be producing or yeah, it's got a couple blooms on it. But now we're getting ready to move into that fall or cooler season. I can, I don't feel guilty pulling things out and going, well, I'm going to put a mom in or some Dusty Miller in. And, and Never feel guilty, my dear. You own a garden center. Go enjoy the flowers and Rip things out, put a new one in, enjoy it. There's some new colors coming out. Mm -hmm. It's always fun. Have the snapdragons arrived yet? Not, Not yet, yet, but almost. they're close. They're butted. They're yeah, no, probably within the next week or so. They'll All right. In. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. This is Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center, and we're here at the Garden Center floor asking customers, why do you garden? As a child, I like to do a vegetable garden, so I'm having a wonderful time playing with plants, and I will go out every day and look to see how much they've grown. I really am surprised at how much I'm enjoying it and reconnecting is with my childhood, I think. Waters Garden Center, helping people reconnect. At 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden love to shop. Waters Garden Companion Plants for July are Maple, Verbena, Crepe Myrtle, and Rose of Sharon Hibiscus. Rose of Sharon is a mountain hardy hibiscus with anemone-like blooms. Each stem of this hardy hibiscus is packed with buds. She makes a beautiful informal hedge or screen and is easily trained into small trees. Available Prescott colors show in blue, purple, white, red, and pink for years of enjoyment. You'll find breathtaking hibiscus here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So what happens at garden centers this time of year is there's a huge product switch. Product change. We're all preparing, especially in the mountains. This is really critical. So we are changing out from summer and spring blooming shrubs, shade trees, fruit trees, and we're shifting over to winter evergreens, winter evergreen shrubs and trees, so lots of spruce. So this week we just got in some beautiful, just beautiful Deodore cedars. This is the fastest growing of the hardy, drought hardy, kind of native evergreen trees. It looks like a Christmas tree, sorta. It's got a central leader with big swooping branches, got blue and green on it. It's a pretty tree, does well. But we'll start to load up. We're predicting how many of those we are going to sell or need for landscapes from now through March. So we're starting to load up. So it's, it's a process to change out acres of plants to the winter mix. So you'll find that garden centers want to liquidate. Just We don't have room. We need to get those inventory dollars out of the uh, lilacs and the potentias and the butterfly bush and we need room for the boxwoods and nandinas and red tifotinias and all these other evergreens and so we're liquidating a lot of these things you're seeing garden centers throughout the mountains we've got to make this transition before we have our hard freezes we need all this plant material in in the garden center so it can acclimate as we call it or or get used to our environment that 
that big swing between daytime and nighttime so that, so that it goes to sleep. It goes dormant on our schedule. You don't want to bring in something from another farm, another area, even next door, just, just let's say Paulden or, or Tucson. Bring it in and all of a sudden it's been used to 70 degree weather and 50 degree nights. All of a sudden it's now 50 degrees and 19. That's going to be hard on plants. But if you bring it in early and it gets used to this, it's just it'll handle that as long as it's acclimated. So you're seeing this transition. So you can t pick up some really good bargains. You can s make your landscape dollars really stretch by shopping your different garden centers. Now, we call it our monsoon sale just because typically the monsoons are usually happening. So, and it has. And so we've sold, I don't know, hundreds of trees. We're just trying to clear out. Really, I'd like to have only apples and a few pears left. And that's it. All the pitted fruits, I want those things in the ground. I don't want to winter those things over. I've got fresh ones coming in. I was just in, in Oregon uh, handpicking our spring crops right now, along with our fall evergreens. And so I've got whole new weight, truckloads of fresh new stuff. I don't want to winter it over. I want you to have it. You just take care of it. And I'll, I've got more stuff coming my way. So we don't, it's, it's stretching inventory dollars and then making sure the plant health is, is good for that season. It's planted now, it's great. If it's planted in December, it could do it, but it takes a lot of care on my part, a lot of labor dollars. I'd rather have you have it at a discount than me having to labor to deal with it. So anyway, that's you're seeing this transition right now. Deodor cedars, an interesting fact about those. So we were touring a farm, and I'm, I'm talking to the farmer, we're friends. I go, listen, John, how in the world do you get such nice Deodore cedars? I've never seen anyone do this. He goes, Ken, here's the secret. So he field grows his Deodore cedars. They're in the ground like corn in a field in the clay soil. And that's what Deodores need. They need to have their roots in the ground for them to get really beefy. If they're growing in a container, they get real tall and spindly. They just don't get thick and full. But his are beautifully layered. They're gorgeous. I mean, they look like real trees right now. And so he goes, well, here's what I do. I grow them in a field for like five, six, ten years, depending on the size. Then I go dig them up. I dig them up late summer, early fall, and I kick off all the dirt. So he, he grows them in clay soil. He bought them burlap, some of them, but for landscapers, but for retailers, for us, for backyard do-it-yourself folks, he hoses off all the dirt off the roots. Then he replants it immediately into a large size bucket, only with a soilless mix. So now it's light and airy. The plant roots like crazy in this mulchy, potting soil kind of, of mixture. And you get this big fibrous root mass, but it's also a lighter root ball. So you can handle it. So it takes, it looks better, handles better, easier for consumers to plant themselves. And it's just a nice, fuller, better colored plant. Going, you are a genius. How'd you figure this out? He goes on and on. It's amazing. A little glass of wine, good food, good friends. You get all the inside secrets. That's just so good. I mean, I've got friends that grow the best fruit trees, the best geraniums, tomatoes. We've, we've lined those crops out. A, a French tarragon for next year. So just, you know, who has that insider tip? They've just been working with the plants long enough where they, they just know how to make it beautiful and grow. And so a lot of folks, I've just had a, a dinner party on Wednesday, our rotary club got together and we're going, Ken, how, how do you, how do your plants perform so well? Going, well, let me tell you how 
you got to go shake hands with the farmer and and know what he does what they do best and so they've just been figured not only that but they've got different ranges or greenhouses that they grow in and they're manipulating the shade the water the angle of the plants to get the best performance the really good farmers they know what that plant needs and they're they're experimenting so they were doing some uh, um, some summer perennials and they've got some in several houses I'm going why do you got these things spread out all over the place so the head, head growers going well because I want to see which where they perform best which greenhouse because the humidity changes the light changes even the water changes as they recycle bring it back through just there's different variables and plants respond accordingly and so we're trying to see which which place it grows the best so it's it's just fascinating this I never get bored I love going to the farms and just seeing what's new we know what some of the new plants are coming in through 2025 they're not available yet we're just seeing a small crop so there's a new uh, hosta coming online probably in two years that'll take full sun never seen this before that's amazing for arizona that's amazing that, that'll be awesome i can't i put my name on it going you tell when is the first crop available we want all of them so we put our name in the bin and i'm sure we're competing with a hundred other garden centers but it's your friendships your networks just being appreciative of what they do and, and and enjoying their art this is artistry that they're showing off that we get to bring into the garden center and, and sell so moms are coming in you're seeing moms show up all over in every grocery store every drug store every box store every warehouse and most of these moms they are going to be greenhouse grown they're florist grade moms they're beautiful they should be gorgeous they're perfect but they're not going to grow outside very well they're used to greenhouse conditions and they've been pushed i mean just fertilized like crazy to flush and just be covered in flowers but then there's garden grade We're, we don't sell floral grade here we, we want gardeners shop here at waters garden center we want a garden grade it's still beautiful but it's grown outdoors in a field so we want those mums because they're going to transition and take up and come back year after year my mums right now they've got to be three or four years old they got to be three feet round and uh, and they're knee high and covered i mean hundreds of blossoms they're not quite they're starting to crack not quite open these are in the ground so i've, I've got some they're a little bit farther along here at the garden center that you could plant yourself but they aren't three feet wide I mean, they're, they're 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 more mature you put them in the ground a couple of years they'll turn into that so that's you want to do a little bit of homework know what you're planting but if it doesn't matter go and enjoy it have it indoors when it does throw it away because it's probably not worth the energy if you bought it from a big orange or blue box it's probably not worth having that mum and try to garden with it because it's more likely going to fail than succeed you might accidentally stumble into something but you really want a garden mum that's been grown for gardeners for outdoor use enjoy them by the front door patios the raised beds then go plant them later i've got some in, in uh, containers by the hot tub they're just so pretty and when finally about the turn uh, about january 1 they're all brown they look straw and the wind is starting to kick up and and the foliage the leaves start coming up into the hot tub when i'm in there but okay that's enough i'm cutting that mum back we're done we'll wait till next year and it'll start growing again fresh next year because it's a perennial comes back every year 
Anyway, some insider tips for you. Got more. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Hi, Kenneth Waters with our Monster Monsoon Sale, our only sale of the year. Truckloads of fresh autumn maple, aspen, and spruce have just arrived, and we need room, so summer plants must go. Perennials, trees, shrubs, even pottery must go, and it's worth your while with plant sales at 25, 45, even 65% off. It's Waters' only sale of the year at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love great plants at sale prices, they love to shop. Hi, Waters with the Plants of the Week and our Gold Flame Honeysuckle. Wonderfully fragrant. These blooms are in full color right now and will stay that way until the first frost of October. These pink and gold blooms are irresistible to hummingbirds and butterflies alike. Excellent as a quick ground cover, but robust enough to climb vertical structures and fences, all for under $37. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love blooming vines, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. I tell you, I've been reading a book. It's just out called Nature Fix by Florence Williams. Brilliant read. Great writing. But it's really, why are we drawn? It's the scientific study of actually measuring, not soft science. We're talking hard science. Why are we drawn and feel better when we're outdoors, in gardens, in open spaces? Why is it cubicles bother us? And if you have a facing window, it's just you're more productive. And they're doing actual science on this. We're talking like brain skull stuff and measuring the what what parts of the brain are activated and why in kids to adults and it's not just to increase productivity but but it's health and benefits so Florence she she's I get to actually see her next week so I'm gonna I'm gonna get her to sign my book it's a really good if you're into gardening nature at all or just a science nerd great read nature fix Florence uh, uh, Williams but she she writes for the National Geographic uh, Los Angeles Times, all the big papers, New York Times. She's a very well-respected and and good writer. So, And she does environmental technology and science stuff. But it's not just the environment is globally warming. We need to save the earth. No, it's not. I'm tired of hearing that. I want to know why nature helps us so much. And if we understand that, then we'll actually care more about our environment. So I started picking that up. I just a friend referred her... I know I was going to see her next week at a garden conference. Going, I just want to pull her aside and go, how did you How did you come up with this? This is great. So you can get it on Audible, Amazon, any of your bookstores, Nature Fix. It's, it's, it's a worthy read if you're a gardener, even if you're not a gardener. It's super interesting. Kids are actually less productive when, they're, when they've got like seven hours of screen time right now. If they go out in nature for like five hours a month, it's a game changer. It doesn't take very much, but she's got the science to back this up. And Asia's been studying this from uh, forest walks and spending time, high stress business guys getting out there going, oh, we just need a weekend to recharge. And all of a sudden their heart rates go down, their, their serotonins go, it's just all this chemical stuff they're measuring 
It is fascinating. So anyway, why I went off on that so much, I don't know. Grapes for good. So on September 19th, uh, we host a fundraiser here at Waters Garden Center. It's a garden party. It is a hoot. It's fun. Bring a spouse, bring a partner, bring neighbors. It's a fun time and we raise money for the community. Last two years ago, we raised 60 grand in like three hours and it went to kids programs, uh, book reading programs, after school. Kids seem to be a theme right now and if if ever there's a need in our community, it is for the kids, the schools. I don't know how families do it. It is so rough having COVID and being disruptive. And how do you have a second job and work spouse over here and come back and kids are productive? I don't know how families do it. Deep respect. But we're going to raise money for, for them. I'm partnering with Frontier Rotary. And so they, they are the ones doing all the work. I just gave them the space because I'm a member of that Rotary Club. I think they do a lot of good service projects. I'm sure some clean drinking water and some end of polio kind of stuff, the traditional Rotarian kind of causes will also be included. But you're giving your tax donation dollar to the Prescott Rotary Foundation. So it's you get your tax write-off, and then they've got a board of directors that just figures out how to spend it. Most of it's spent locally, but join us. It's fun. It's September 19th, and tickets are 60 bucks. We've got them here at the Garden Center. You can buy them online. If you're looking at grapes for good, you'll find it. But it's September 29th. It's a Sunday after hours. The whole Garden Center is there. We open it up. I think Barry at El Gato Azul is going to cater it. Magical food. We just got together this, this week, catered the wine. There's some true wine snobs. Guys that have owned uh, uh, wineries are choosing the wines to pair with the food. Barry's going to help with some of that. It should, it should be really a really great garden party. And you're welcome to join us September 19th. Tickets on sale here at Waters Garden Center. Hi, Ken here with the Plants of the Week and our Pink Volcano Phlox. Just when spring flowers are fading, these beauties revive and show off. Your grandmother only dreamed of growing a pretty pink phlox this fine. Each flower cluster could make a bridal bouquet all by itself. This new volcano series is erupting with flowers used to accent entries and fountains, all for $15. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love eruptions of pink flowers, they love to shop. Hi, Lisa here with the Plants of the Week and our Lavender Chiffon Hibiscus. This hardy variety is one of the longest-blooming, most prolific shrubs showing off massive 4-inch lavender flowers all summer long. This stately bush likes to show off, and all for $39. But wait, there's more. These pretty shrubs come back again next year with even more stunning beauty. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love stunning hibiscus, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.